evening gooners to a totally Arsenal podcast. I'm your host, Mornay, and my partner in crime, Aiden. Good evening, guys. It's been a very good few weeks coming on this podcast week after week, discussing all the W's we have. Uh, first up, we're going to talk about the Watford game of the over the weekend, where we won 2-0. Uh, Watford better us from probably most of the first half. And, you know, I was actually wondering if we would weather the storm, because, I mean, if if it wasn't also for Czech in that first half, I mean, he was, you know, just managing to keep us in the game. Because I don't know, for some reason, it, it was a very sluggish start. What was your take on the game? I think it was a very sluggish start. I think it was one of those games again. I know we always hop on it, but it was one of those games again where I think we could have easily lost the game. Uh, it easily could have gone the other way, or we could have easily only walked away with one point. There was one thing that stood out for me, and uh, it took a lot of guts from Emre to take off Aubameyang. I mean, I don't think just any coach would have just taken off, and even I questioned. Of the substitution of Aubameyang, and for me that stood out. The substitutions he made made the difference in the game, and I mean we got the three points, so it was good management there. And he's slowly starting to win me over game by game. I mean the minute, like for me was, uh, you know, like a real ballsy move, you know, taking off Ramsey and then bringing on Iwobi, which of course you know suits the game completely on his head because. Even up till then, that, that second half, it was still, you know, wave upon wave of Watford, you know, physicality and attacking. And, you know, quite, uh, you know, if you look at that, it looks quite an odd uh, partnership up front that Dini and, and um, Andre Gray, but I mean, they were, you know, not only stretching the game, but they were throwing bod, like, you know, throwing themselves in the middle, waiting for crosses to come in. And also, uh, part of, you know, this whole thing with, with regards to the game also. Also, big up to Leno. Because, I mean, having to come on for check, who got who, uh, pulled his hamstring late on in the first half. And then almost like coming in cold, you know. I yeah. mean, uh, I think he probably just had that uh, bit of, uh, you know, a bit of stretching and, and, and shot stopping during the halftime break. But, I mean, then it was, you know, back in business. Like, as soon as the second... Uh, Second half started. He had to pull off a fantastic save from a, a Dini header. Yeah. I honestly thought it was going in because it was already, you could see it was going, you know, bottom of the post, just going to sneak inside and he actually went full stretch and just palmed it for a corner. I was impressed with Rob Holding as well. There was one thing that stood out for me where I, I think it was a Gray that almost had the run on him and he, he went down and slid the ball to intercept it. I don't even can remember that in the game, but that's the yeah, yeah. I think the drop holding, I think, is coming into it slowly but surely. And if he should have a proper leader around him, he can flourish at centre back. And I think Mustafi could be in trouble. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was, you were getting again situations where, you know, he was getting himself again in, in knots and, and having to be bailed out by holding. Yeah. But, you know, the, that aside, you know, he, he actually, he was one of the, the you know, key pl- players that also, you know, had to weather the storm because, I mean, it's not easy having your, like, you know, to be aerially bombarded for almost 90 minutes. Yeah. And, I mean, he held his own against, you know, I mean, look, 
give him stick or not, but Troy Deeney is, you know, one of the toughest in the business at yeah. the moment. I think that uh, Arsenal showed a lot of character and another clean sheet as well. I think our, our defence is starting to maybe get more confidence. And like you mentioned about Leno as well, uh, I think he he has opportunity now. Obviously, it wouldn't want to be to the detriment of Czech injured, but I think now he has opportunity to, to play game in, game out, get some confidence. And who knows, maybe it's the start of something new now. Mm. And um, I mean, like uh, from what I heard, the Czech injury is going to be about four weeks out. So, you know, with with League Cup games also being squeezed, and I think Martinez will probably then you know get the nod for that. While Leno will probably cover for Premier League and and um, Europa League games. I mean, unless because at the rate we're going at the moment in the Europa League, I mean, we could also you know get qualification with a few games to spare. So then, I mean, Martinez might then get a you know, a run there as well, until then. Yeah, it's a, it's a good uh, good all-round team effort that we have, a good squad at the moment. Uh, what I like about Emre is that the players are playing for the badge now. It's not about anymore of, oh no, this is not uh, a game of high quality. It's not like TV rights high or anything like that. It's like people are playing for the badge, whether it's the Carabao Cup, Europa League, uh, Premier League, he's treating it like people need to play it as they will play any other game, which has been missing, I think, in football. People only want to show up for the highlight games now, but now it's about every game is a must-win game. And as for the goals, I mean, you know, coming so late on, because uh, we eventually forced Cathcart to you know, almost like backing the ball into his own net under pressure of Lacazette as well, which already, you know, you know, got us, uh, you know, got our noses in front and then you followed up with a, almost like a blitz, you know, all again when Ozil banged in from yeah. a Lacazette cross. And I mean, that almost like sealed, it's like, you know, it's almost like smash and grab, but, you know, we'll take it. Yeah, definitely. Too many times we've been the victims of smashing grabs. And big ups to you as well for the Iwobi thing. You you were always you spoke you spoke very highly of him for the past few weeks and once again he's he's delivered as well. He he came on, made the difference. And another big ups to you as well. You mentioned the start of the season, Lacazette as well. He didn't have it easy in the beginning of the season, hardly playing any games and it showed a lot that Emre decided to sacrifice Obama Young instead of him on Saturday. Yeah. And also, with regard to Iwobi, I mean, um, this evening, uh, before the Karabakh game, um, there was actually an in-depth interview with him because, you know, even the you know pundits are picking up now that, you know, there's this boost in, in, in performances and work rate and that. And he, he said this evening, or oh, yes, you said this evening uh, it was down to you know Emery pushing, only like getting the best out of him. He said, like he never knew that he's got that still, you know in his locker still, and now it's almost like you have now a manager that's showing not only faith but you know showing him or, or also praising him by in the media and then also get, giving him you know chances to perform now, getting first choice uh, first uh, team chances, and not you know almost like you're gonna play your socks off. And then you just get forgotten. Now it's like you're under a manager that 
if he sees you doing well, he's gonna play you. I feel that that that, but off topic. I feel like Ramsey needs to be dropped. Um, not because of the whole contract saga, but I haven't been pressed with him. And I mean, Saturday again for me. I mean, that's why we got the old off as well. But he just hasn't been the same player. You can see the same thing that's happening with Sanchez is happening to him. Yeah. It is not at the club at all. So. And either that, and that, that's actually the sad thing because I mean you can see it is messing with his head. I mean I don't think he wants to, uh, you know, give those sort of performance. And I mean we all know what we can get out of him. But I just think now that while it's you know we now in um, October, January is around the corner, and so you can see these things are playing in his head. It's like you know, do I stick or do I twist? Does he, you know, does he eventually work out something with the club or does he just bail? Again, you know, when the option comes in, because look, the the club already, which I mean, I find quite bizarre, was that you know first offering him that two hundred and fifty k a week, and then withdrawing the offer completely, like taking it off the table. So I don't know if if we're trying to play, you know, a bit of poker face, dropping maybe you know offering him something like two hundred thousand a week or something like. That. Only thing I can think of, but at the moment, his agent. On Twitter already said, you know, it's they already planning for him to move on. I mean, a lot of people are trying to, you know, tell you, you know, trying to persuade the agent and and Ramsey to, you know, change their mind. But I don't know, it doesn't look good because I mean, from what I read, also, is a guy from Napoli. I think that we interested in now as almost like a direct replacement at Zelensky. So we'll see how that's gonna play out. Uh, the the one thing with Ramsey, and I think. Um... I watched the, I think it was the pundits, Rio Ferdinand, and I think it was Jermaine Genius that was speaking. I don't even saw this. They, they spoke about the Ramsey contact saga and if he's worth that 250k a week. But the thing they mentioned that was quite, like, I, I agreed with is like, at the moment, if you take Aaron Ramsey out of the Arsenal team, you're not going to say, oh, no, Arsenal's playing without Aaron Ramsey. So, mm-hmm. besides it, that, 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 uh, 2013-2014 season there hasn't been a like injuries obviously played a big part but there hasn't been a season besides maybe a bit of last season where you actually can be like Philip Aaron Ramsey's uh, missing we need him back mm-hmm. so it's uh, you spend that money on uh, another player a winger like you mentioned or do you give him the money you know I, I was just I would personally have yeah, given him the money because I, I, I think that's why Arsenal also shot themselves somewhat in the foot with that Ozil thing because for me, that was also an exorbitant wage to give somebody that, you know, drifts sometimes in and out of games because, I mean, he's already, I think, eating the 400000 a week mark. And I just think, I mean, you're going to get now players, you know, having a, a go at the club now saying, look, if you can pay him that, why can't you pay me this? So it's, you're always going to have that type of, you know, under undercurrent going with regards to salaries, isn't it? But that's the problem. It's, salaries are becoming too um, disgusted. I mean, you shouldn't know what your fellow colleague is being or earning. I mean, in, in, in worldwide, nobody knows um, kind of what the guy next to you is earning. But now it's an openly thing that, Maybe if Ramsey, if he didn't know what Ozil was earning, he would have accepted 200k a week. But yeah. now the whole thing of, I want to get this because of this. And it, it becomes a bit petty as well. Now you're looking for the better offer. And I mean, 
Ramsey may get the better offer, but who knows? Look what happens to Sanchez with his football. It's gone down the drain. Yeah, because I mean, look at this. If we take Sanchez now for for an example, he's totally put the United wage structure in a warp zone type of thing now because <laughs> now you're getting people like De Gea, you're getting people like uh, you know, even somebody like Pogba and them. They're also gonna want that, that type of salary and. Almost like something's gonna have to give, whether it's in the Premier League or in Europe, in the European leagues. But you just have a feeling the same way. Almost like a an average transfer nowadays is like seventy million or thirty million for a, like a mediocre player. And now you end up having a situation where look at the, the wages of uh, the wages, the the fee that people like Mbappe, Neymar are going for. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's it doesn't make any sense. I mean, yes, a player can be worth a amount. I mean, for me, Ronaldo going to Real Madrid for what's it, 80 million, I think that should have been the highest. The that that yeah. should have been the Yeah, that should, I think should have eclipsed that at all. I mean, it's Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi is the best players in the world. That's what they should be going for. And But it's like any player. I mean, Philip Coutinho is good, but he wasn't worth about 120, 150 million. No ways. Mm. And then um, we go on to the game this evening. I mean, unfortunately, you were not able to watch the game since you had football commitments. Um, we played Karabakh this evening. Uh, funny enough, I did not expect a 70,000 sellout crowd in <laughs> Azerbaijan. Wow. But, um, you know, we gave it a good go, um, went ahead. After five minutes, in a way, somewhht lucky, when uh, Lichtsteiner headed a corner goalwards and it ended up being <laughs> deflected into the Karabakh net by Socrates. <laughs> um, you know the game all of a sudden Karabakh you know playing more compact, but I mean we were playing three five two this evening, which you know was almost made. Uh, the Karabakh team think twice the formation they were playing because they were going something like a four-four-two, and you could see every time we were oh getting overlapping runs. Lee Steiner was getting overlapping runs. Um, Kolasinac was getting on in from the other side and causing all sorts of problems. Then they somehow also switched it uh, second off to something almost like a four-three-three, but you know we guy have. The wingers and the four, the the yeah, the and the midfielders hugging the touchline just to try to you know stop those runners. But then yeah. all again, I mean that's, that's a kind of masterstroke with with Emery. I mean of course it's, he's just Karabakh, but all like masterstroke. We all the focus was then again going down the middle. So it wasn't now anymore. We're gonna bomb down the wings. Now we're just gonna focus on the middle. And then um, Emil Smith Rowe got onto a excellent through ball by Iwobi. And he slid the ball between the keeper's legs on the 53 minutes, which took us 2-0 up. Um, in that space before the second half started, uh, Montreal got subbed due to, uh, I think, a slight niggle. Not, I don't think it's a bad injury. But then Torreira came on. Uh, Kolasinac went in at, at, you know, one as one of the three uh, the defenders at the back. And... You know, we just, you know, went about our business. Every now and then they were coming through Karabakh. But 
Leno pulled off some decent saves. I mean, actually, good saves, real good saves. Um, then it took us. I mean, of course, changes took place. Uh, Ozil came on for Emil Smith Rowe. Iwobi came on for Lacazette. And I think with 10 minutes to go, a perfect ball f- like from the midfield out to Lacazette, who was out on the wing this time, because him and uh, Danny Welbeck kept on, you know, switching from striker to winger. Like that. And Lacazette just looked up, saw a late run by Guendouzi. The young Frenchman took the ball on, shifted the ball past the last defender, and then just smashed the ball past the keeper for actually a perfect debut goal for the young man. I was about to mention his first goal is for the club. I'm glad he got off the mark. Can we give him some more confidence? Cool and cool. Yeah, it was a cool finish because, I mean, goalie was full stretch and he picked out his corner perfectly. Shows him some promising things in the, in the Arsenal jersey, Gwendozi. Somebody that, like I said, you tipped as well in the start of the season. And I never thought much of, but like from that first game, he just gone strength to strength. Obviously, he hasn't been starting with Toretta coming in, but he's really doing well for himself. You know, even now, our staunchest critic in the media, Stuart Robson, ex-Arsenal player, he even said, you know, this kid has got real talent. You know, when they were watching him throughout that game, he was like, you know, pulling the strings, keeping the game moving forward, making, you know, making, making things tough for them. Because every time you could see when, when Karabakh were getting on the ball, thinking, okay, now they're going to get a foothold in the game. You could see Arsenal just start smothering them into errors, into playing the, like your know, 20, 30 yard back passes. So, you know, that's off to the players all around. I mean, it, was, it, it wasn't going to be an easy game because some teams have had trouble even wearing them down. I mean, Chelsea saw them off easily one year, but Atletico Madrid, uh, Madrid ended up with two draws home and away against them. So, you know, good, solid week. Who, who, who was our defensive midfielder this game? Was it Guendouzi or who sat next Guendouzi to him? Guendouzi and Elneny played together as holding mids. And then, you know, when we started, uh, you know, almost like overrunning them and that, then slowly changes, like we started pulling players, you know, like being almost like less defensive. Because it was going to be first uh, Elneny that was going to come off. But then with that, that Kind of injuries and fatigue. That's when they started, uh, you know, mixing things up. Where Ozil then went in a, you know, almost like a winger role, and and Iwobi was then playing almost like in a number ten role again. So he wasn't like laying up all this the, the stuff in the middle. Was your standout performer for you? <sighs> Let me see. Actually, Leno was quite good because I mean. There were some saves he pulled off this evening. I, you know, I already thought, no, no way. You're not going to get a clean sheet tonight. I mean, I like you as a player, but I don't think you're going to come away with a, a clean sheet tonight. But, you know, there was one way, you know, it looked bang on for him, like a player to score, because he's like, a, he had Socrates, you know, in his way, and the ball got cushioned to another uh, Karabakh player, and he just spun it, took a, you know, a turn and shot, but about probably... 10 or 12 yards, and the reaction save from Leno was fantastic. We just shot, uh, you know, full double palm out for a corner. Sounds, sounds uh, like he, he really starting to win you over already, eh? And so, so Sunday we play Fulham. 
Uh, what's your take on how we should approach that game? Since it is away, and it's quite the idea that the traveling is going to be quite an issue with the amount of hours we're going to be traveling to from to Azerbaijan and back and to London to Craven Cottage. Yeah, but the, the thing is also like, look, this evening, um, Aubameyang did not make the travel the trip at all because of illness. Ramsey had to stay back because his wife, I think she's about to give birth, something like that, that was going on. Um, Mkhitaryan with that passport and that issue. Yeah, yeah. With yes, yeah. Too. yeah. So, you know, we, we got some guys that are, you know, wrapped in cotton wool at home already. So, I just think the game, that's going to be another tough game because we all know Fulham with Mitrovic especially, they're going to do also their aerial thing because he's not a pacey player so aerially that is probably going to be the target man constantly for them and I think midfield could be also a handful with that Sari guy or Seri so he could be also a danger because he's like a box to box box player he's like someone that scores a lot of the problems for teams when they've played another season against Fulham I mean which is kind of unlikely but yeah he's a, he's a danger is is Sherla also not there at Fulham as well? Sherla is there, but it's also, you know, so if he saw by him as well. But like you know, the way he was he, in his last half year at Chelsea, it's, you know, sometimes he'll turn up, sometimes he goes missing. But I mean, you know, with our Arsenal luck, we will always, you know, some guys <laughs> will always have a world against us. So, you know, better be prepared for that. I think we have a really good record at Craven Cottage. Um... I think the uh, last few games we've played there, I think we've taken the three points. I think the last time we were there was 2013 with a 3-1. We beat them. So, we've, we've always, Craven Cottage has relatively been good to us. So, I think I would go with the same starting eleven. maybe shift Ramsey out for Iwobi since he has been on form. I think Socrates will probably need to come in. I would actually have Socrates and Holding together actually, and I think other than that, I would keep the team pretty standard comp- what it's been over the last few weeks. Yeah, I would actually keep it as exactly the same because after after the Fulham game, it's again that Europe Nations League thing where, you know, the oh, countries... Man. So it's again about a 14-day layoff, so... It would be nice to go in again with, you know, a win because normally, if, we, if you think of the past few seasons, we've either come back with a dodgy result after the European game or gone on a, you know, when it's a European break, whatever we always have also. So if you record, so I just hope, you know, we put that all that behind us and we can also go, you know, steam ahead on, on Sunday. Uh, I'm just disappointed now it's the international break. I I only need to find a, a, a hobby to, instead of the football days now because I'm not the biggest fan of that. I don't know. I might. <laughs> what I might. I mean, I might. Uh, you know, cherry pick a few of the international games, but I, I don't know. I might have more of a PS4 weekend over that few days, or you know, try some other sports to watch rugby or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, let's just hope we get the three points. Else it's going to be a long two weeks for us. Yeah, true. Okay, so I'll draw a line on that. I hope you guys have a good week. 
or what's left of it. Weekend is knocking on the door. Three points to the Arsenal come the weekend. Onwards and upwards. Come on, you Gooners. Cheers, guys. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.